everybody, welcome to Operation Tube Top, and this is me, Tova, as usual. So yeah, it's been only a couple of days since my last uh, podcast, but I thought it's going to be maybe about a week until I do my next one, so might as well get in there while I can. Um, I guess, um, I don't know what to say right now, the kid had a kind of intense therapy session this evening. And then he had a little bit of a freak out, but it was manageable, which I have to say, compared to what they were in the past, this was nothing. I was like, I'm Hulk Hogan, and uh, I'm going to take care of this. And it lasted only about five minutes. It's okay. I've got a ripped pair of PJs, but that's, um, that's life when you have a kid with autism. And it's one of those things where it's heartbreaking, it's hard, but you drink enough wine and you get over it. <laughs> um, or... I just have to say, unless you've gone through it yourself as a parent, it's something that you never have really expected from uh, having a child. You never would have really expected this. I kind of thought that I would be the mom that was like, okay, uh, one more chocolate bar and then we'll go to bed. It's very different from what I imagined parenting to be. Um, but it's something that I've learned to embrace. And as hard as it may be, there are certain uh, benefits to it. Uh, I'll find them eventually, <laughs> but I love my child, and uh, it's just, it's one of those things. You you have to look at the positive, and uh, the husband's out tonight, and I texted him. I was like, yeah, we had a mini freakout, which is, it's been a long time since he's done it, a few weeks, and he was like, should I come home? And I said, no, it's okay. I can handle it. Um, but we'll see because I put him to bed and I hear him still awake, but I think it'll be okay. Um, I guess, uh, this is not how I wanted to start the podcast, but I think something that's very important is to realize that we are much stronger as people, as we are led to believe. I think that if you just, um, take a deep breath, you can do pretty much anything. And I think we're so resilient as people and, I think a big fault of mine is probably looking at people and sometimes thinking, you don't realize how good you have it. And that's a fault of mine because everything is about perspective. And I'll talk that, about that at a later podcast. And maybe I sound a little bit emotional right now because it's always hard when you have a child who can't express themselves and they just have to um, kind of attack you in a way to try to tell you something's wrong, something has made me upset. And, uh, you know, I would love to have a new Chanel purse for Christmas, but above all, I wish he could tell me um, sometimes how he feels. And uh, sorry, I didn't expect to um, be emotional on this podcast, um, but I think it would be... Um, I just stopped saying um so much, but I think it would be disingenuous for me to cut that out. Um, there's a lot of pain um, 
this is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I should not be emotional. Um, but there's a lot of pain uh, when you have a child with special needs because you you want the best for them and you want um, the rest of the world to see how incredible they are as people. And uh, again, I apologize. I wish I could cut this out, but I think it's very important for people to hear what, um, God, sorry, <laughs> I didn't, um, <clears throat> I'm fine. Uh, we will get to the funny parts soon. Uh, I've always <clears throat> wanted to be very real with my blog and my podcast. And um, I didn't think I would cry at this point, but apparently I can't control that. Um, I want people to understand that it's okay to be human and it's okay to show... Um, the weaknesses that we all have. And I'm saying the word again, disingenuous. It would be unfair for me to uh, say that everything's fine all the time. And it's not. And I hope that people know when I uh, do my blog and when I do this podcast that things are not always okay. And it's okay to cry and it's okay to be upset. And you need to surround yourself with people who love you and uh, have the best interest. God, this, this was not how it was supposed to go tonight. I had notes. <laughs> so again, I apologize for crying, uh, in this, but, um, I don't know what to say. I think, uh, maybe, maybe someone out there will, uh, understand that it's okay to cry sometimes. And, uh, again, Jesus, <laughs> I did not expect to cry like that. Everything's okay. This was actually a very mild freakout that he had. Um, maybe because I'm trying to record something that it hit me, uh, but I'm okay. So I'm back. <laughs> I take a deep breath. I'm going to take a quick break because I, I'm sorry, but I'm not actually going to cut that out because I don't think that's fair to uh, hide that. And that was a very real moment from me. So I apologize for everybody who was hoping to have a little bit of, um, comedy. The comedy is coming up in a minute. I promise you. So I'm just going to take a quick break and breathe. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> I took a deep breath. I'm sorry about that before, but as I said before, I'm not going to cut that out because, um, I've always, um, I say prouded myself, prided myself on the fact that I am very transparent about what my life is like. And, um, I don't think it's fair to hide the struggles that we go through having a child with special needs. Uh, it's not fair to myself, uh, because I'll look back at this and hope that I can look back and think, oh my God, that was a real struggle. And also for parents who are going through the same thing that we are going through. Um, it's one of those things that, as I said before, you never expect that in your life and you never expect that your, um, boobs like gravity will find your boobs. You don't expect that. You suddenly have hair in places you don't know. There's so much you go through in your life that you didn't expect, but especially when you decide to have a child and the child is not what you kind of um, thought in your life. And I love my son uh, to the moon and back. And I'm going to stop talking about that right now because I can't cry anymore on that podcast because I'm so sorry about before. Uh, but that's real. That's real life. And we need to embrace real life sometimes. And I had actually written some notes about the podcast tonight. And on the top of my notes, it was like talking about, 
um, Facebook, uh, what's it called? Message boards and people getting to fights and people picking on the stupidest, smallest things. And it really raises my blood pressure. And I have a lot of friends being like, why do you read this? And I'm like, well, this is kind of exciting. It's something different to see. And no, oh, it's popcorn. And, and no, I have, I have to make a conscious decision to stop reading into these things. And, but I also want to say to people out there, it's not important. You're not going to change anybody's mind. Nobody's going to read your stuff and be like, that's a great point. You're right. I'm going to change my whole belief system and please fight the good fight. I understand that. Be who you are. Be true. But when I see this stuff and people are being destroyed and attacked, it's just heartbreaking because there are so many other things that are going on in the world right now that you can um, spend your energy on. And God, what is going on? I feel like being very over the top. So let me go back to what my whole podcast was supposed to be about tonight, which is going to be about Halloween costumes um, based on Vienna. <laughs> very, very over the top. Anyway, so going back to what I wanted to actually originally talk about was about the last weekend, which was that the kid was at the in-laws, which was fantastic. He spent a night there and they're going away for about, I think, seven weeks. They're going to Thailand. And so we took advantage of them the last weekend they would be here before Christmas. So we shipped the kid off. He loves going there. They've got three stories and uh, stairs. And so he's always exhausted. He had a great time. Uh, the husband brought him there around noon on Saturday, and then I recorded the last podcast, which you can hear. And uh, it was great. He had a great time. He got back Sunday uh, late afternoon, and he pretty much went to bed at 7.30 and did not wake up until 6 in the morning. And we realized that the only, like, he gets up at 6 because we turn on the light, we sing a song, we're like, wake up bus is coming and then he'll kind of walk with a blanket to the living room cartoons are on he sits there eats his breakfast doesn't talk to anybody and the only way that I can get him back into his bedroom to put on his clothes for school is I put a blanket on the ground and I say to him like it's the magic blanket get on the magic blanket and I'm I don't know oh god I mean this is parenting so he gets on the blanket and then I like drag the blanket across the apartment to his room and then I'm like a la aussteigen like everybody get off and then it's yeah this is parenting this is what you do so he was very excited to get on the bus this morning he had a long day so Mondays as I've said before is like he gets to school at 7 15 he doesn't leave till 10 to 4 it's a long day and then he had his therapy age up at 4 30 when he got home and then our therapist who lives in Budapest uh, was there to oversee and as I cried about before <laughs> he had a bit of a freak out after she left but everything's fine and she's great and uh, yeah it'll get better this this is life <laughs> anyway so when the kid went to the in-laws and the husband got back we were like oh well you know what this means and I looked at him, he looked at me, and then we both laid down on each sofa, put on Diagnosis Murder with Dick Van Dyke, and we snapped for two hours. <laughs> and then uh, it was about 4.30, and he was like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. He's like, should we go for dinner at some point? I said, okay. So we ended up going to this place called Zum Alten Fossil. So this place is actually about a 10-minute walk from where we live, and it's near a bus station, the 13A, that 
you know, I've walked by it a million times. And what I really like about the place is that they've got this sign that says that Falco used to live in this building. And um, I think Falco's a great, uh, he was a great singer. Uh, I know a lot of people who are not fans of Falco think, what? No, listen to some Falco songs. I think he was amazing. So he was, my husband was like, okay, let's go there. So he showed up, uh, got a table, had some dinner. I had a fried chicken salad, which sounds like a KFC thing, but it's very common here. You can get like fried, uh, chicken pieces. And I got one that was covered in pumpkin seeds and a great salad. The husband had, it was like dumplings. I'll do, I'll do a blog post about it. Uh, about the food that you can get here. So we ate dinner, I had some wine, he had a beer, and then we headed back home, and I was like, you know what I want to do? And he's like, what do you want to do? I was like, let's watch CSI Miami. And so we watched CSI Miami, and then I decided to go and do some more sewing for my callers and listen to uh, last podcast on the left, and I learned all about Jack the Ripper, and uh, it was great. I slept a good 10 hours, which I haven't done for a while. And so did the husband. Then the next morning he went to the gym. I went for a run and then he went to go pick him up. So it was a really, it was great for us. We just had to sleep. We didn't um, talk much. We just had to relax. And I think it's very important, even if you don't have a kid with special needs, is that you just get to sleep. You get to relax. You get to have that downtime. And I think we beat ourselves up a lot about how much time we spend with our kids. And I remember having a talk with a woman who was actually my therapist at the time. And she said, it really is not the quantity, it's the quality. And it's so true. So I make sure that every day I have very quality time with my son. And it's usually him um, choosing my outfits for the day. No, I'm joking. I'm like, you have to sit and talk to your child if you can. My child does not talk to me. But you really need to invest some time. But it doesn't have to be the whole day. Could you imagine someone spending the whole day talking to you? No. Unless it was me. I'm fine. It's okay. Sorry about my voice. Um, it's from the crying before, so I'm all, hmm, sound awful. Anyway, so I, as I said, I worked on collars. Uh, so if you've seen on Facebook and you've seen on Instagram, I'm making all these different collars. Most of them are kind of Jugendstil inspired. I'm hoping November 1st, I will be launching my Etsy page. It's a fun hobby to do. It's not like I need anything else to do, but it's a fun thing for me to try out. So stay tuned for that. There will be links all over Facebook about that. Anyway, so Sunday afternoon, the husband brought back the kid and we ordered pizza. So we ate pizza and then the kid went to bed. I started crafting. I listened to a podcast and then I fell asleep. And then I woke up at 1.30 in the morning. I had had a terrible nightmare. And my first thought was like, well, I ate cheese. And cheese dreams are supposed to be great. This was not a great dream. I had a complete... I, you know, those moments where you wake up in a sweat and I freaked out and I thought, what is going on? And I was telling a friend, she was like, no, cheese dreams are good. And I was like, yeah, this wasn't good, but I think I'm going to quit cheese for a while. And she's like, why would you do that? I'm like, I don't know. Um, part of it might've been true crime related because I've been listening to so many podcasts about true crime because I'm a little bit of a, um, masochist. Uh, but I think, 
I decided uh, last night, I was like, I'm going to go on a cleanse. So I lasted about eight hours on a cleanse today. I would like to think that red wine is a good cleanse, but uh, probably not. So tomorrow I'll be back to normal eating. I'm going to take a quick break because really the whole point of this podcast uh, this evening is actually to talk about uh, Halloween costumes. And I got really off track with my own emotional emotional issues. And I'm going to tell you some really fun ideas that I had for Austrian-based costumes for Halloween. So stay tuned for that. Okay, I'm back. I took a little bit of a breather because, um, yeah, I was emotional, but I'm better. I'm better. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my Vienna ideas for costumes. And I actually posted this blog two years ago, and these are Vienna-inspired Halloween costumes. And it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. It's supposed to be a joke, but if you take these, they're great. Um, Please take my suggestions. So the first one I came up with was called The Third Man. And it's super easy. All you have to do is just wear what you normally wear, whatever you wear, and just tape a large number three on your chest. So when people are like, what are you? You'd be like, I'm the third man. And if you're going to be even cooler, you just wear a name tag that says Harry, and you carry a lime. And if you live in Vienna and you've seen the third man, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then the next costume idea was uh, called the Biampta. So if you've lived in Vienna, you've dealt with a Biampta before, which is a civil servant. But civil servants in Vienna are quite interesting. And if you live here legally and you've been through it all, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So we've all met one. We've all stood in those weird lines. And we've all needed to pretty much sell our soul uh, to make sure we have the right paperwork. So... For your Halloween costume, this time you're in the boss, so you get yourself a stamp, and you just stamp every single person you see with a scowl on your face. And so what you need really is a large stamp, a bigger one is better, and a little bit of rage, and you just stamp everything you see, and then you will be a Biamta for this Halloween as your Viennese costume. So the next one is the concert seller. So... If you've lived in Vienna long enough, you'll know outside of the Opera House, at Stephansplatz, pretty much any tourist place, there'll be these people. They're actually mostly Italian or Slovenian, and they wear these kind of um, 1500s jackets. They wear the fake wig. And, um, you know, I get really proud when they don't come up to me and say, concert tickets? And I'm like, no, I live here. Nine, danke. But I've blended, so they don't come up to me because I look like I belong. So if you want to go as a Halloween costume, the best thing is you get yourself this kind of jacquard jacket, wear a white wig, and go concert, madame, and then that is a great concert. Uh, Sorry, concert. It's a great Halloween costume. The next one is Falco. Now, as I said before, I went to this restaurant, uh, Sum Altum Fossil, which is apparently where Falco used to go a lot which is cool. And until I moved to Vienna for the second time, 14, 15 years ago, I never really appreciated Falco. I loved Amadeus, the great song to this day. Amazing. Vienna Calling, also great. And they mentioned Toronto in that song, or he does. Um, But you should go as Falco. It's very easy. You just slick back your hair, 
you wear some glasses and you learn how to say the Meidlinger L. So Meidling is not even a suburb, it's just a, a neighborhood in Vienna. And they've got this way that they roll their L's from this one district. So if you're going to be uh, Falco, you got to learn it. But Falco is a great costume because uh, he's kind of a rock star here. And I still think he his music was underrated. My next costume idea, if you're looking for Vienna-inspired Halloween costumes, is uh, a Klimt painting. So, of course, he's one of Austria's most famous painters and maybe responsible for the lack of gold paint in the late 1800s. This costume is a little bit harder because you've got to actually cover yourself in gold paint. And there's that rumor from Goldfinger, that film where the woman is covered in gold and apparently that actress died. Not true. Um, but it's a fun uh, legend. So you need to cover yourself in gold paint. Uh, but make sure that your hosts, so me, if I'm hosting this party, don't touch my walls. Don't sit down. Just wear your gold paint. Um, but to save money, you could also go as an Egon Sheila painting, which means you're naked, but please don't do that because that's no, no, we're not, we're not into that. My next Halloween costume suggestion, if you're going Vienna style, is what I like to call the melange à trois. So that was actually one of my book title ideas. And now I'm going for Mother Fiaca, but originally it was melange à trois. And a melange is a type of coffee that you can order here, uh, pretty much like a mini cafe latte, just to kind of describe it. It's an espresso with a little bit of milk. So a melange is your typical Viennese coffee. And this is my suggestion if you're going to go as a melange a trois as your costume idea. So make two new friends in the next few days before the party, and then you dress up like three cups of coffee. And when asked... What you are, you say, melange à toi. If a fourth friend feels left out, he or she can be the glass of water. Because every coffee you order, you always get a glass of water. So what you'll really need is a brown-colored um, outfit, a white wig, and then your golden or your melange. And another one is uh, another costume idea is the makna. So I've talked about the makna before. And makna is pretty much saying... I can't even think of the equivalent, but the real translation is real estate agent, but the mockler is considered kind of satanic here because they, um, they make a lot of money and you don't always know why they make a lot of money. So my idea for the mockler costume is that, um, you wear a suit, devil horns, and you make sure that you carry around a real estate magazine. And if you want to be super authentic, you offer to buy somebody a drink at a bar and you charge them an extra 30%. That is my suggestion for the Mockler costume. And I'm sure that I'm going to be getting a lot of uh, hate mail over that from Mockler's being like, I'm a good person. No, you're not. No, I'm joke. I joke. I joke. I joke. So I came up with a few more um, Vienna Halloween inspired costumes. Um, after this blog post that I did a couple of years ago. So today I was thinking about this uh, podcast and I was trying to think about what ideas I could come up with. And I came up with a couple more, always exciting. So one of them was to, um, this, these are really like tips for your last minute costumes. If you can't think of something more brilliant, here are some suggestions. And one of them would have been, or would be, 
the obnoxious bill of customers. So all you have to do is just dress the, norm, the way you usually do. And then you scream out every two minutes, Zweite Kasse bitte. And everybody will know exactly who you are. And you might win first place. That's a very good costume. Uh, the next one that I was thinking of is, you've all heard the term Schadenfreude, which means that you get pleasure from somebody else's pain. It's a very interesting Germanic term. It's a terrible term because you should not feel anything good about other people's pain, but it's um, psychologically an interesting term. So I came up with my own costume idea, which is called Schadenfreude. And really what I imagine this costume to be is somebody shows up with a cigar, glasses, maybe a white coat, and they laugh about how their life is better than everybody else's because it's schadenfreude, right? Brilliant? Brilliant. I think so. I'm just, it's brilliant. Um, God. Uh, audience of one. Brilliant, Tova. Uh... The other costume idea, this is more topical, this is more, if you live in Vienna, you will understand this. If you live in Vienna right now, you'll understand this a little bit better. You would come as the green party, which means you just don't show up to my party because you didn't get enough invitations. I will burn. Another thing that you could do if you're short is you dress up like a seed, and then you are Kurz Ken. Ugh. I'm brilliant. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was awful. So those are my Halloween suggestions. If you're in Vienna, you're looking for a last minute topical um, outfit. There you go. You're welcome. I know. Amazing. Uh, actually, my last costume suggestion is that somebody, if you want to dress like me, all you have to do is super glue a glass of wine to your hand and then look smug and wear black the whole time, and then you're me. So that's an easy one. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Those are my Halloween costume suggestions uh, for 2017. Um, geez, geez. <laughs> I'm not going to swear. Jeez. Uh, so those are my ideas. Uh, I wish I had been drinking more because it would sound a lot funnier. In a totally random note, uh, if you're looking for poppies, so... If you're Canadian or British, you'll know what I'm talking about. So poppies, also contraband, poppy flowers. Poppies have become the symbol for the UK and Canada for the First World War. And you wear a symbolic poppy on your coat um, pretty much starting now until November 11th. And it's kind of showing, uh, what's it called, um, showing honor or... Um, you're kind of giving honor to the soldiers from World War One, And if you remember when I was talking to my friend Deborah a couple weeks ago, we did that poem about uh, poppies grow um, between the crosses row on row. And every time I meet somebody who's British who talks about the poppy and I say, oh, no, I'm Canadian. We do the same. They're kind of shocked. But it's, uh, yeah, we have the same queen, okay? We know, uh, but poppies are important and a coworker of mine is selling them. So if you're looking to buy a poppy to wear in your jacket or coat, just let me know. And, uh, I, I can deal, I can deal in poppies, not real poppies. Cause that's apparently against the, uh, schedule two drug of, um, 
opium or something. I don't want to get into it. Anyway, so fake poppies you can get. So I uh, bought a couple of poppies today, one for my coat, one to give to a friend. And it reminded me very much of about seven years ago, actually around this time, I was about six months pregnant and the husband and I went on a, what's called a baby moon. So went on a little trip before I was going to give birth in a few months and we went to London and it was a wonderful trip. And I remember we flew back in the evening and we both had poppies in our coats. We had to wait a long time for our luggage and then we had to go through customs. And the woman behind the desk said, Oh, it's so funny. I saw all these people getting off the plane and they were all wearing these red flowers and I see you're wearing them. What does that mean? And I sit there and I was like, oh, you're Austrian. I have to tell you about how this commemorates beating the Kaiser. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it was very funny because she was trying to Google what the red flower meant. And then I had to stand there six and a half months pregnant to explain how you're not commemorating whooping their asses, but it was, yeah, I, yeah, awkward. That's what we say is awkward. So yeah, it's poppy season. So if you need some poppies, let me know and I can uh, hook you up. So, um, what's up next? Yeah. So I have a few more, uh, interviews set up for the podcast. Very excited. Next Tuesday, I am going to be talking to uh, a really interesting person who has, has set up an amazing company in Vienna and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about soon, but we have to just make sure we have a place to meet and talk in quiet. Also, I'm going to be talking to the writer called Johnny Morgan and thanks to my friend Sarah who recommended my friend Sarah's husband. I know a lot of Sarah's, uh, Johnny will be uh, talking on this podcast about football, which is for us North Americans, soccer. And I'm very much looking forward to that because I get to drink beer. So stay tuned for that. And uh, of course, please share this podcast if you can. Maybe not this one because I cried and that's very embarrassing. Uh, again, part of me thinks I should just uh, do this podcast uh, new and uh edit out the crying, but I think, uh, it's important to, to keep it real. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. I hope that, um, you have a great Halloween. I'm excited. We've got five more sleeps until the big Halloween party, expecting about 70 people. I've also made a very important decision that I am not going to be making my huge spread of food that I usually do. I'm just going to have a big spread, but not the biggest spread. I have to simplify my life a little bit and spend a little bit less money than I usually do. Wow, this was quite a podcast. <laughs> Again, I apologize. So stay tuned for some. Uh, I put, oh God, I'm I'm lost my train of thought. No, there's going to be a few more blog posts because I have been neglecting my blog, and don't worry, that's coming back. And stay tuned for November 1st or 2nd when I have my Etsy shop up, up. And stay tuned for some more Autism in Vienna events that are happening soon. So much is happening. It's a very exciting time. And I guess all I can say, for the most part, is uh, toodles. <laughs>